We're basically having a do-over here, guys. You've got Sports Talk, and we welcome you in as we kick off several hours of sports programming here on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM. I'm your host, Scott Beatty, along with co-host Evan Kahn. We've got you till 5 o'clock. The News Gazette sports writers will be with you at 5 at the Esquire in downtown Champaign. On the docket there, Illini baseball coach Dan Hartlib. We are getting ever closer to the season opener, February 17th. So Dan will offer a season preview. He might get uh, asked about a record he is imminently to break to become the all-time wins leader as well as a head coach at Illinois. Lots of other good stuff. So head up to the Esquire or down, depending on where you are on the map or how you're holding the map or how you orient it on your phone, that kind of thing. We, pre- we appreciate you joining us. You can weigh in on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, which is 217-351-5357. Uh, after this hour and the Esquire program at 6 o'clock, it's Prep Hoops Confidential. Joey Wright will lead the way on tonight's show, taking a look at all the area preps coverage. At 7 o'clock, it's the Brad Underwood program. That's live at Papa Dell's. Shauna Green the Illini women's head coach will also make an appearance there, but she's also going to join us here in our hour coming up. We do a regular once a week sh- segment with her, usually on Mondays. Today's no different, so she will join us here this hour. So we got a lot coming your way, and we really appreciate you being along. Hope you had a good weekend there, Mr. Khan. The Illini basketball teams both got wins, mm-hmm. got some championship football in. And, uh, oh, sad note today, Bobby Hull has passed away. That's also on the uh, headlines today, the former great uh, winger for the Chicago Blackhawks. And uh, yeah, lots of things just plugging along. I, I hate to say goodbye to January because it is one of my favorite months of the year. Mm. We got one more day with it. It's had a lot of basketball in it, as did this weekend, and uh, not too many surprises, I would say. As for yesterday, it looks like all the talk is about referees, so we don't have to do that because <laughs> that's boring to me. Uh, but uh, uh, otherwise, no, it was a, an action. Same old, same old is what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they miss some. They, they get some right, just like players execute plays, and sometimes they don't execute plays. It's it's here, there, everywhere. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody does things right. We play under the, the same conditions, so... We'll leave that at that, but a uh, lot, lot going on. Big Ten, we're, we're at that midway point, and things still haven't shaken out, so we'll see what the next month has in store, and a lot of meaningful games over the next five weeks headed up to, to tournament season. As you just heard, or you may have seen, uh, Purdue is the clear number one in the AP Top 25 with getting unanimous uh, number one votes from the, the AP voting first, public. First one this year? First unanimous number one is that what oh, I saw? Oh, are they? I didn't see. May, I, 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 uh, I might have misread that, but, but they no, are. I'm not. No, I, I I'm not. That that is beside the point. What what is the the point is that at, at this point nobody can stop Zach Eady, and they deserve to be number one because until somebody slows him down or, or slows Purdue down as a whole, I, I 
I guess that number one spot is theirs. Nobody's really stopping Indiana's Trace Jackson Davis lately. He continues nope. his tear. In fact, both Edie and Trace Jackson Davis named <laughs> shared it. <laughs> yeah, shared players uh, of the week uh, from the Big Ten. And, and just to uh, pour salt on it, uh, Jay didn't. Uh, excuse me, Jalen Hood Shafino mm. from Indiana gets Freshman of the Week. So all the Big Ten weekly honors on the men's side coming out of the state of Indiana. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> it, that, that's just kind of how it breaks at, at times, but uh, the top 25 polls, Indiana sneaks back in there, Purdue's number one, Illinois just outside, and that's about it. Northwestern got a, a couple of votes, but outside of that, uh, not, not a whole lot of national attention when it comes to the Big Ten. Yeah, th- this is different than when Illinois men's basketball went on their January run back in 2020, and it mm-hmm. kicked them into the top 25. And as I recall, they didn't beat any ranked teams in that stretch. Now, I could be wrong, uh, but I felt like it was similar here where they just started stacking wins in, in a quality league, and they got rewarded for it. I uh, it, Inside the locker room, they probably really shouldn't care. No. And I don't think they do. Um, but and, 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 and to be honest, I think it's a bigger deal for the women right now because of where they've come from. Seventh win yesterday in Big Ten play this year. That equals the total number of Big Ten wins in the five seasons prior in regular season play. I'll say that again. <laughs> the Illini have won seven games in Big Ten play this year. You go to the last five seasons, they've won seven games in Big Ten play in the regular <laughs> season. I don't think we're looking at Big Ten uh, tournament because I think they got one or two of those. But mm-hmm. Now, that's a turnaround. I mean, there wasn't really much. You couldn't go further down, really. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and them falling out of the top 25, I don't know if, if that's necessarily warranted considering the, the team that they lost to also went on to, to beat a, a top two ranked at the time, Ohio State, over the weekend. So... Uh, yeah, yeah. The the women's team not in the top twenty five, but uh, a big deal that they're playing well and should sneak back in there with a, a couple of wins this week, specifically on Thursday against Michigan. And, and the men, same same thing. Especially with the Big Ten out of the way, it's take take care of your business. If the number ends up next to you, that's great. But uh, win the day, win the the game in front of you, and, and we'll go from there. Yep. So uh, they had a a nice showing yesterday. Free throws, free throws, free throws. (laughs) The Illini went 23 of 24 from the line. And I've had about double the attempts that Michigan State got. Mm -hmm. I'm sure Michigan State loves that. But it was the difference of the ball game. I mean, there was a lot of factors that go into winning a ball game. But if Illinois only gets half the free throws they get or misses a significant number, that the dynamic of the ball game is vastly different. Especially down the stretch when the other team's putting you there for, for a reason and you don't convert them. What was the game that happened over the weekend where the team fouled up three with less than 10 seconds to go and they ended up losing because they ended, because they missed their free throws on their end when they got it back in? They're they're free, they're, they're given to you, but they're a lot harder than that because if anybody could do them, they... Everybody would do them, but there's a, a reason why they get the uniforms and they're <laughs> in that position. But uh, yeah, the the women just taking taking care of business, and they they got a lot of good shooters on that team as far as jump shooters. So it translating to the the free throw line makes sense, and, and that was a, a big difference in the win yesterday. Speaking of the women, uh, they have announced that Teresa Grenz, the former Illini head coach and Hall of Famer, is going to come back and 
raise her banner for being inducted to the Hall of Fame. Wait a minute, Scott. Last time I was there, I saw the banner up there already. You're right, but she didn't raise it, so she's going to come back and raise it, I guess. Oh, well, and I wonder, there's probably going to be like a Naismith Hall of Fame patch or something. No, oh, it's already on there. Oh, it it's is It's a already. banner for the Hall of Fame oh, okay. induction, but she didn't get to raise it, so oh. she's going to come back and raise it. Okay, never mind. I think it's just a nice, because who doesn't like it when Teresa Grantz comes back and just tells stories <laughs> and, uh, and and says tournament, so... Um, <laughs> So I, I, I'm fine with whatever reason you want to concoct to bring Teresa Grants back and going into the Hall of Fame seems good enough to me. <laughs> keep, keep the celebration tour going. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, that'll be on the 19th of February. Mark your calendars. Illinois actually only has three more home games on the women's side. They had over 5,000 there yesterday. Another great turnout and about 300 little persons on the floor for the cheerleading clinic that they oh, had so they, they always fun that might have been a little extra draw there as well i can only say good thing my my six-year-old wasn't aware of the clinic because <laughs> we would have had to do that uh, she, you, i figured she would di, did you not tell her was she at the game did you take her she with was you? not no no, no uh, i'm gonna say uh, yeah she, just she found out wife. after after the fact it's like well, well why didn't you say something yeah she did the gymnastics clinic okay um which seemed to be just jumping up and down for her at least but they they held all more the, of the stunts less of the yelling uh, <laughs> i guess so but i mean they those kids eat up that gymnastic stuff they love it. it it is a good time and the other thing when the illini stick a landing at a gymnastics meet then then the gymnast will take i didn't i thought it was an actual wooden stick. no no it's a stick of gum it's a yardstick of gum. I don't know how that they didn't have such things for me when I was a child, but they say, you know, they all just run up to the rope line and and one of them is rewarded with the yardstick. And I'm sure then there's no complaining or arguing over who should have gotten it after that. So we that's just good stuff. Hope for more to stick it so that they can keep passing them out. Yeah. Uh, if you have anything on your mind, Castle Heating and Cooling text line is 217-351-5357. On the men's side on Saturday, a little slow out of the gates there in the first half. Uh, but it, Welcome it, to the Cole Center. <laughs> in their defense, in their defense, it's hard for the ball to go completely through the hoop when you don't take the bottom out of the peach basket. <laughs> so they had to go fish the ball out every time. But once they cut those holes out in the second half, then, you know, we got a little more modern in the game. Well, and we were watching it uh, a little bit earlier as we were doing stuff here in the studio, the the sluggish start for the Illini. And they were good looks. They were within the flow of the offense. It wasn't dribble, dribble, chuck a three up, and, and shots just weren't falling. And, and, it's nice to have it on the defensive end, and you're stopping Wisconsin. I thought Wisconsin was taking more four shots, more of those 10, 15, 20-foot jumpers that, that are low percentage. So the defense was getting it done, and the offense was trying to, to work its way through. But at the end of it, you just see that Illinois is clearly the better team top to bottom. In his media availability today, Brad Underwood was asked about uh, the, quote, offensive struggles that Illinois had in, in the first half and how that – could get back on track. Man, I don't look at it like that. I I, uh, I I look at the shots we're getting, and are and and are they good ones? Jaden missed a couple bunnies. Matt got under the rim and missed a layup. You know, RJ gets two or three just wide open threes. Matt missed one, and all you can do is just push repeat. 
and hope you get those shots again. And then they, they start to, they start to fall. And then I kind of look at, you know, how are we, how are we getting to those shots? You know, is it through great ball movement? Is it off an assist? Is it, uh, you know, isolation? That would be the only thing I would try to, to maybe tweak, but you know, our defense was really good and I liked the shots we were getting. We just didn't, we just didn't make them, and, and unfortunately, you, you can only put them in positions to to make them. You can't make them for them. And I felt great about that, and know over the course of time that we got good enough players are going to make some shots. Coach Underwood seems to agree with you. <laughs> well, yeah, when you when you look back at it, and it, it makes sense. Yeah, not not a whole lot of ISO really throughout throughout the game at, at all, and you get to a, a point where Matthew Meyer just is not missing, and he tends to find a lot of these matchups being a 6'9 guy that can go from the wing and take it to the hole. He's going to create those kind of matchups and it's kind of incredible when the the guys that you count on starting or you thought you were going to count on starting the year start to heat up and hit double digits and rebound and play defense. The, The team as a whole starts to go. Well, he wasn't just finding matchups. He was finding headbands apparently. If you hadn't heard, he just found a a random headband and said, well, okay, I'm going to wear this. (laughs) And and apparently today is the anniversary of either his first dunk or the Mm -hmm. first time he had a dunk recorded because Mm -hmm. it was on Big Ten Network, uh, and they put it out on on social media, that they revisited um, um, a Matthew Meyer recording himself in what I assume is his home driveway dunking a basketball for the first time. And this was, what, nine years ago? Yeah. And nine years ago from this day, I could not dunk a basketball. I still can't. I never will be able to. But we have reached the point in our progression of humanity now that when we look back at the good old days, we can look back at previous tweets or previous (laughs) TikToks or previous Snapchats or whatever in the lives of, of college athletes. How about you that? Can't, you don't have to just go back to well. We found the photo in the album that mom let us, that mom scanned and sent to us, so we can put it in our special. It's it's now we can just go through and you yourself. Well, I found this in my time hop. I found that <laughs> in my time hop. It's a it's a, a great way to yeah you know keep track of those things for yourself. So all social media isn't bad. It Matthew, just most of it. Matthew Meyer looks uh, as most people do but he just looks like the exact same kid just you know nine years earlier in, in that video and nine years ago I was much closer to dunking than I am today <laughs> all right we'll come back we got some more to hear from Brad Underwood Illinois is back in action tomorrow against Nebraska and then we'll talk with Shauna Green about their win yesterday and their game against Michigan coming up this week you're listening to sports talk on DWS Know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni. You got to fight for your right to party. As we bridge the gap here in, in generations, <laughs> I just want you to know I definitely knew what jabroni was after I Googled it. Well, you can, it, you can, uh, as, as The Rock says, if you don't know. And I didn't. 
You're probably a jabroni. Ooh, that that was an abrupt cutoff, <laughs> you jabroni. No, there was a lot of promos being cut last week from the Cincinnati mayor to Eli Apple via Twitter to Travis Kelsey after the game. It's good. I, it, it leads to drama throughout the week, and, and then at the end of the day, somebody gets to stand tall and, and keep talking that talk, and the other team gets to, to go home and, and cry to mama. I mean... This, so the backstory is the Cincinnati mayor called Arrowhead Stadium Burrowhead because Joe Burrow <laughs> won there once or something, right? Yes. And this apparently offended the Chiefs. I don't really know why, because, <laughs> but if that's what you need to get going, I mean, then show him that headline. And oh, he and, made a, he made a whole video. He actually went oh, as he? he went as far as to ask Pat Mahomes to take a paternity test to see if Joe Burrow was his father. Oh my gosh! So yeah, that's kind of funny. They were setting themselves up for failure there. Yeah, I, I mean that might be one of those uh, where, wait, where, where like wait, wait, you like he goes four and zero back to back Super Bowls. You send out that video. Pat Mahomes has eleven months to just sit there and say you're right, but instead you got Travis Kelsey calling your whole squad jabronis and you blew the game right there at the end you got guys grown men crying in the locker room because they messed up it's like it's a little goofy but i enjoy it <laughs> yeah yeah you might want to tone it to, it's kind of like you, you know the kid who's just trying to do his thing and then the dad in the in the stands that is just like throwing it at you know just taunting the other side there's and a south ju- park episode about that <laughs> It's a South Park episode for everything. And you're just like, um, Dad, could you maybe not? You know, Because <laughs> I'm the one that has to deal with. So I'm thinking Joe Burrow is kind of like, hey, Mayor, uh, could you cool it? Please? Yeah. Yeah. And, and see, and that's why I, I'm, a, I'm a big Joe Shiesty guy. And I, I feel for him because he talked his talk after the last game as it pertained to the Bills, who he had just beat with his, you know, I hope you get your refunds kind of thing. I, yeah, I thought I mean, that was a, a good, smart, classy kind of a, a line, and it gets them, you know, right in the heartstrings, whereas what happened over the last week was just kind of juvenile. Well, Brad Underwood started his press conference off today by going, it's a great day to be a Chiefs fan, and then he also he he praised the officiating in the game. <laughs> he, he said, I, I think something to the effect of, I saw no problems with the, <laughs> the officiating in, in that ball game. Uh, credit Jeremy Warner for uh, looking it up and tweeting it out to the rest of us that January has been good to Brad Underwood in uh, uh, 23 and 7 in the last four seasons in the month of January and the 31st game in January will be tomorrow on the 31st so a chance to go 24 and 7 but as has been talked about plenty of times Brad Underwood's teams tend to turn a corner after the holiday break. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes they started well, but when they didn't, they tend to kind of put it together. And at least for this month, Illinois has put it together. Why in your mind, Brad Underwood? We get settled a little bit. Role identification becomes big. I think that was huge. I think that's been bigger this year uh, with um, nine new guys. You know, last year was a little different because we had COVID. We didn't practice at Christmas. Uh, we had a veteran team. This year, I think that's helped a lot, is, is just being able to spend uh, a lot of practice time, get guys dialed in on what we do. Uh, I think we found comfort in, in a few things offensively that suit us. Like I said, I, this is a fun group to coach. I, I, I enjoy coaching this group, and I enjoy 
this group is very close and has great chemistry and uh, it's got a lighthearted heartedness about it that has been fun to watch them grow together but uh, um, yeah I mean it's it's uh, I don't know what are we on five of six or six of seven um, but uh, you just take every game one at a time and Nebraska is the next one and and we've got to we've got to continue to grow defensively and keep uh keep saying defense wins championships and you got to guard and you know we got to build off that yeah when you hold a team to what 51 points on saturday you're, you're probably doing something right defensively <laughs> even if it is wisconsin this year mm-hmm. you'll get another chance and, and nebraska is down you don't want to take them for granted but nebraska's lost two key players now that are out for the season uh Juwan gary who got injured in the last game against illinois mm-hmm. and then emmanuel bandamel uh, the Canadian who had started every game, the first 20 games of the season, was averaging about 8-5 and 2 points, rebounds, and assists. So it, it's been the struggle bus for Nebraska lately. They've lost three in a row. By the way, they came straight here after their Maryland game, did not go home. They've been sitting here for a few days oh. uh, getting the uh, Chamber of Commerce tour, I'm sure, through Champaign-Urbana. <laughs> Coming back to Champaign, reportedly, this is Pete Thamel from... Where's Pete now? He's at ESPN. He yes. was Yahoo. He's ESPN. Sources, Kansas State wide receivers coach Thad Ward is finalizing a deal to become the running backs coach at Illinois. Ward is the former running back coach at Illinois from 2016 to 18. Has been at Temple, Northern Illinois, and Western Michigan. Obviously, the big impact here is what happens with Liddyville. <laughs> he coined Liddyville. That was on the gear. That was all over. And I believe it was his, um, it was never disclosed, but uh, it, it, it went away when he left. And I, mm-hmm. I think he has some ownership in it. Mm. Well, as you may have noticed, since the Brett fam- Bielma came to town. Family in Liddyville? Yeah. Yeah, with two L's. So I don't know, I don't know what's going to happen here, but this could get really interesting. Do you make it? Is there like a deal that needs to be struck? You know, is it going to come Famity or Familyville mm. or or Littley or, or I do actually kind of like Familyville so that we can spell family correctly and then move the I L L down to the Ville. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, no, we're talking. So we could do that. I'm uh, in for it. Yeah, but I mean, the, the running backs coach is the last one to be announced, at least. Charlie uh, Bullen was mm-hmm. announced over the weekend coming out of the NFL ranks to be the outside linebacking pass rush coach for Illinois. So this is the last slot to fill. And Brett Bielma coming back to a, a, a previous Illini from the previous staff, too. Mm-hmm. This is this is an interesting co- interesting move. Yeah, and we with the running backs coach and, and the direction that they went with the outside linebackers coach, they were looking for a, a recruiter kind of guy, a uh, uh, rah-rah, let me create your catchy social media catchphrase kind of guy for you and when Thad was here by, by all accounts it was a, a good deal and he went on and he had success at, at Temple and Kansas State was really good uh, this year as well and as the wide receivers coach that's usually a, a bump up from wide receiver from running back coach so to yeah. come so to come back here and be that running back coach sounds like it's a somewhere he would he would want to be and, and he would you know take the the position and run with it. So welcome back, Thad Ward, again, reportedly from uh, Pete Thamel from ESPN. And uh, we'll see if that announcement 
uh, comes up into an official status uh, soon. Also coming into an official announcement today, again, news that was reported last week, that Chip Carey is to be the mm. Cardinals' television play-by-play announcer. The Cardinals formally announced that usually they, they won't do anything until there's ink on the contract, which I get, but that took a while <laughs> compared to when we knew that it was happening. Well, yeah, it probably wasn't very tight-lipped uh, around the situation and, and things get out before they're official, but, uh, yeah, the, the, that'll be a, a, a nice, steady voice for, for the Cardinals for seasons to come. All right, coming up, it's Shauna Green going to join us. We'll look back at yesterday, last night's uh, really victory over the Michigan State Spartans and the Wolverines coming up in a big road test. Shauna Green is next. You're listening to Sports Talk on DWS. Illini family, this is Brett Bielema. You've got the home of Illinois football. News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM. We continue on Sports Talk and... We're pleased to be joined now on the line by Illini women's head coach Shauna Green. The Illini beat Michigan State yesterday. We win a 10-point victory and went 23-24 from the line. Coach, good to have you on the radio with us once again. And uh, you have yet to yet to lose back-to-back ball games. So congrats to you on another Big Ten and bounce-back win. Thank you very much. And, you know, it was obviously a really big win for us yesterday um, coming off that Purdue loss and and just really got back to kind of what we do and and how we play and and really happy for our kids and and really proud of them. I had heard that you'd had a couple of really good practices. If true, what for you as a coach makes really good practices? You know, we did. We had some of the, you know, a couple of the the better ones we had in a while. And and for, for me... Um, it's just really the focus, it's the intensity, it's the communication, the energy, all those things. And, and just, they were really, really locked in. And, you know, sometimes, unfortunately, uh, like everything, right. You, you learn sometimes, uh, the hard way when you, when you have some failure and, and, you know, the thing about it, which we preach and, and, you know, for our program and more importantly for them in their life is there's going to be some adversity that hits and how do you respond? What's your, you know, how, what do you do to get back and, and just get to work? And, and I think that's the approach that they took. And, and again, just great energy in, in the last two days with great focus. And it really followed, you know, onto the court. And I truly believe you, you play like you practice. And I thought that that was evident uh, yesterday. So to follow up on that, I've heard many coaches say on a variety of sports, we had a great week of practice after a, 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 following a win. They'll say that. And sometimes you'll hear, we didn't practice well this week following a loss. So do you usually see the good practice translate into positive results in the upcoming game and vice versa? I do. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't work like that all the time. You could, you know, you could have maybe a you know, a, a pretty good practice and then, you know, not play well. But I, I really do believe that, you know, the, the more consistent you are every day and when you have really good, you know, focused practices, I usually see that translation uh, onto the court. So, and, and I saw that. I saw that yesterday with things that we really, um, you know, had worked on, had talked about, you know, from the previous game. Um, and, and I saw them be very intentional on making adjustments and making some changes. So that's part of growth, and, and I'm really proud of them for that. Talking with Shauna Green here on Sports Talk. 
Hey, Shauna, this is Evan. And yesterday you, you trailed heading into the second quarter, but then took a, a lead into halftime. And I don't know if you've noticed it, but your your best offensive quarter and your best defensive quarter all season has been the second. So what goes mm-hmm. right following the, the first quarter getting ready to, to head into halftime? You know, it's always funny when you look at, like, the stats of quarters and, you know, then you start really thinking about why is that, you know, why – why have our third quarters not been as, as great defensively? Why are our second quarters? So, you know, I don't, I don't know the, the reasoning behind it. I also, you know, I know that our, our defense really picked up in the second. And I think sometimes in that first quarter, you know, you, you come out, and which I don't want us to do. I don't like when we feel stuff out. You know, I want us to come out and, and, and dictate tempo, dictate defensively how the game goes. Um, but it was kind of back and forth um, in that first. And then I think we really ramped up our defensive intensity and we're really sharp in our ball screen coverage, which led to a lot of, you know, transition baskets and, and got us out and, and really playing our game offensively. Um, and I thought still in that first quarter, we, um, there was times we weren't running our offense, uh, you know, as crisp as we should. And that was something that we had really talked about from the Purdue game. I thought we were really good uh, in the second of really executing offensively and running our stuff. Yeah, and, and what does it take to settle in and start running offense? We hear it all the time, and we were talking about it over the weekend. The, the, the easy option most of the time is to just shoot a three because you're, you're somewhat open and it could get you three mm-hmm. points. So what, what do you guys come back to to really get back into your sets on the offensive end? Yeah, I think it is, and, and sometimes, too, when they, they pressed, right? So now you press, and there's that fine line of, okay, do you go with, you know, maybe a, a quicker shot and, and kind of a number situation, um, or do you pull it out and, and just get in and run your stuff? And I think we're kind of caught in that, you know, just taking some quick shots, not necessarily the best shot in that first. And then I think we settled in, okay, to the press, and, and I was very adamant with them, like, hey, just run our stuff. And as soon as we started running it, you know, we just got a ton of things from it. So, um, you know, hopefully there again with this team, it's just, it's a learning process and, and we got to go through some of that stuff, but uh, give our kids credit because they really did, you know, they, they locked in and, and did what we wanted them to do, you know, for, for that rest of the game. Shauna, did I see a good amount of zone yesterday from the Illini? No, we, we went zone a couple, like, two possessions we went uh press back to zone and then uh it, then we were all man okay i i thought i saw it there once or twice and mm-hmm. and, and and that's where i went, wanted to help because i think of you as a man defense primarily and oh, yeah. you kind of live yeah. off that right yes that is i mean the, it, it kind of pains me to play zone but i also <laughs> know we've been practicing we need to practice it more because we have to have it at least you know, in our pocket if we need it. Um, so I tried it a, a couple times, and it just it we didn't we didn't do a great job in it. So it's like okay, I'm going to go back to you know what we do and what we hang our hat on, and that's man to man, solid team defense. And and we we ramped it up and, and got better in our coverages. And again, that was in that first quarter. I think I did it because um, we were struggling a little bit to guard a couple actions. The press that Michigan State gave you in the second half did have some uh, bothering, it looked like. Mm-hmm. But I heard you say after the game, too, to Mike, that it, it wasn't like Ohio State. So has your team grown, you think, in handling the press? 
You know, in a, in a little bit maybe, we still got to continue to work on it. You know, we handled, just like Ohio State, we handled it fine the first half. And then, you know, Ohio State, we're, they were down 17 points, right? We had a 17-point lead. So, obviously, they're going to they're gonna really ramp up their pressure. And, and that's what happened yesterday. You know, we had that lead. And as soon as halftime, you know, in that third quarter, they came out and they ramped their pressure up. So, we still have to get better um, at it. Michigan State didn't have the length that, you know, Ohio State has in it. Um, but we we didn't have as many turnovers right to layups. Where Ohio State, we literally had 10 points we gave where they stole, a, stole the ball and got a layup. So we were a little bit better, but still definitely, definitely need to improve. Talking with Shauna Green here on Sports Talk. They're coming off a win yesterday against the Michigan State Spartans and up to Michigan this Thursday. Now, Shauna, it helps to have good shooters on your team, and that usually translates to the, the free throw line. Yesterday, you guys knocking down the, the majority of them, yeah. and it looks like you were a pretty good free throw shooter throughout your career, so this might be a <laughs> tough question, but what can go wrong at the free throw line after you guys practice all week, I'm sure a lot of shooters shooting 80, 90 percent during practice. What can go wrong in game situations that, that cause players to miss free throws? You know, I really think it's it's mental. I think, you know, that you go out there and if you second guess it or, you know, you're not you're not confident when you get to that line, um, you know, that that's why you miss free throws. I, I believe it's you know, you can do a, a million practice shots, but you go up there and then you feel that pressure. Um, and, and, you know, so everyone handles that differently. And when you go up to that line with confidence, and I, I believe that repetition leads to confidence and confidence leads to success. So we practice our free throws a lot. And, and then, you know, hopefully those reps come and you can step up to that line and, and know that you've put the work in and, and made that shot you know, a, a million times. So, but a lot of it's, I think, between the ears. And, and it looked like uh, Adelia McKenzie yesterday was a, a little more confident coming off of the Purdue game, got her the, the ball early, and she was doing it all, on, on all ends. Uh, I'm sure that was encouraging with her season high in assists as well. Yeah, she was, she was unbelievable yesterday. And, you know, I, she, I knew she was, I, I had a feeling she was going to, you know, really bounce back. She had really a couple good days, uh, you know, in the gym, getting work in and just, you know, working just on the confidence level too. I think, again, the more you're in the gym, the more reps you get, now you're confident. And uh, I tried to go to her early yesterday, get her going early, and, and she responded. And, I mean, her rebounding was key for us. She was she just had that pep in her step again. She had that energy and, and you know, that and that's what does so much for us. So she was, she was huge yesterday in all areas. Get ready for the Michigan Wolverines in Ann Arbor on Thursday night, which will be here on DWS. Uh, having not watched them, just looking at their numbers. Their numbers all, nothing like jumps out to me, Shauna, as the thing that they do really well, but they seem to have solid numbers across the board. Yeah, they're they're really good. I mean, I feel like I say that about every team we play, but obviously, you know, a top 15 team in the country. Um, just a veteran team too, you know, that besides the one sophomore that starts, I mean, they've been there, they understand, they know what it takes to win at, at a high level. They know what it takes, you know, to win in postseason. Um, so it's going to be, you know, they defend, they're long, you know, they're big across the board as well. So, uh, you know, we're going to have to, we're going to have to play really well, obviously, especially when you're away from home, but, uh, you know, we'll we'll be ready to go, and and we'll go there, and, and no doubt about it, we'll compete. So they're they're a really good team, though, with a lot of different weapons that can hurt you. 
And this Wednesday, you, you celebrated it yesterday, but I believe this Wednesday is uh, formerly National Girls and Women in Sports Day. Um, you know, there's there's been a lot of progress. You know, it, it was highlighted, too, just in, in how the alumni of Illinois Women's Hoops was honored yesterday and the jerseys going up and just how far you've come. But there's sure, I'm sure in your mind, a long way to go. You know, we have. we got to appreciate, you know, the path and everyone that came before us of, of you know, kind of getting us to this point. And, and it's, it was great. It was our, our alumni weekend and listening to them, you know, tell their stories about, you know, what they had, how they traveled. And, and it was, you know, our kids that right now are very, very fortunate for, for all that we have and, and the resources that we have. But there's obviously still – we can't be complacent. You know, there's still – um, some things that the the women's side and, and women's players, women's professional players, you know, all the way up that we still need to continue to improve and, and move that needle. Um, but obviously we've come a long, long ways. And, and for, you know, to be able to, for our players to be able to, you know, play basketball at the highest level and to have all the, you know, resources that they have. You know, I want them to just really appreciate that and, and be grateful for that. But, uh, you know, there's always there's always room to improve. I don't think we ever want to be complacent, and, and we got to continue to strive to you know to make women's sports uh, comparable and, and equal to the to the men's sports. Well, one thing I think that is in a better place. I have a young son and a young daughter, and you have a young son. And mm-hmm. for for all of them to see women in sports, you know, they see it all the time. It's normal. Mm-hmm. It's not the kind of the unusual, and I think that's important. No, I agree. You know, you have to see it in order to believe that, right? And and the more women uh, that we have playing sport, the more women we have in power, you know, in leadership positions, I think that that's just great for young kids to see, oh, it's not just always, you know, men that are that are head coaches or, you know, not always men that are, you know, the, the CEO of, of businesses or presidents of businesses or school. You know, like we have to, we the more that they see women in those uh, roles. I just think that now they become okay. This is this is normal. This is this is common. This is okay. Shauna, hey, appreciate you doing double duty. We know you'll be up at uh, Papa Dell's on the Brad Underwood show here in a little while too. So uh, folks can catch you then as well. We really appreciate you spending time with us. No, I always appreciate you guys for having me on, and, and uh, definitely look forward to talking to you again soon. All right, thanks, Shauna. Thanks, Shauna. Okay, thank you. And again, Shauna will be at the at Papa Dell's tonight for an appearance on a segment of the Brad Underwood Show from 7 to 8, which airs across the Illini Sports Network, including right here, News Talk 1400, 93.9 FM, as well as our sister station, Light Rock 97.5. We'll come back to transition to the next hour at the Esquire after this. You're listening to Sports Talk on DWS. If you have an outdoor space in your home, you probably aren't going to be using it tonight to sit on the deck, watch the sunset, and sim something good. But those months are coming, and if it's time to think about, if you're thinking about that is something better for you to enjoy the outdoors, now is the time as well to get on the calendar with See You Under Construction. Um, I don't really need to tell you much about what they can do. You could head to their Facebook page or their website and see all kinds of examples of what they can do for you in your outdoor space, deck, exterior, 
the whole look of your home can be radically transformed, as well as your ability to relax and enjoy the place that is your kingdom, your home. So get with CU Under Construction right now. Let them help you dream, or maybe you share your dreams, and let them help scheme up something for you in your outdoors right now. At CU Under Construction. Check them out at cuunderconstruction.com. Hi, this is Carly Kane from Salt Fork Basketball. Tuesday night, Illinois basketball welcomes Nebraska to State Farm Center. Hear all the action right here on News Talk 1493.9 FM. No show tomorrow because we'll be doing Illini pregame at 4 p.m. Evan Con. We will indeed. And I'm just looking forward what is going to happen tonight on Raw. Quite the cliffhanger at the end of the Royal Rumble. So... We'll, we'll see, as well as Texas and Baylor. That'll be a good Oh, yeah, yeah, that thing, that thing too. All right, sir, good uh, good job. We'll talk to you again tomorrow for Illini Basketball. News, uh, the News Gazette sports writers at the Esquire after the news.